motherfuckers back to another episode of Undisciplined Podcast, man. This is episode four. Um, we are very, very sorry for the hiatus that we took, man. But you guys got to understand that we undisciplined, so we react with no rules. We very unruly, and sometimes we don't get together and be di- and organized like we should be. But we're going to get back on track, and we're going to drop two episodes for you motherfuckers this week as a sign of y'all's cooperation and y'all's support. And we love the fact that y'all rocking with us through all the bullshit and all the banter. But anyway, tonight, I want to take a different angle and different conversation um, with my boy here, Blue. Um, Blue, man, as y'all guys maybe remember from the first episode, he's my nigga who who's a little different, eclectic. But we love it because his his energy and the way he thinks is so different from everyone else because he offers perspective that is very like like i kind of uh related it to in the first help Jaden smith like he gonna make you think he gonna make you think like now you need to stop smoking all them trees and stop hugging all them trees <laughs> but he is very <laughs> respected man and his opinions always appreciated but i'm gonna give my man blue the floor now to kind of introduce himself and talk a little bit more so y'all <clears throat> need to get caught up all right what's going on y'all like like you said i'm your boy blue here um, down in Miami, Florida. Um, I'm working on all of the multimedia aspects of the Undisciplined podcast. So um, I'm working on uh, our first vlog. I took a trip to Ohio. We did a little meetup. Um, it was me, Durham, Steve, Case, and Marco. We were all out there for the JCU game. Uh, it was a good time. So, Blue. I, I want people to understand fully about why we kind of call you the Jaden Smith of the group and why we say your opinions of this really out there. So I kind of want to start this conversation, excuse me, this conversation up between you and I talking about spirituality and kind of like how do you utilize spiritual spirituality, excuse me, to create your moral compass of how you navigate through life and how you proceed and do everything you do and kind of like how you, you know, utilize that to make the decisions you do to better yourself and put yourself in the best position to succeed. That is a shameless plug too for AD, uh, CDJ Perry, by the way. But um, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, go ahead, man. Talk to the people, man. All right. So, um, for those of you that don't know, I'm not really, um, I'm not very religious. I don't um, per, per se pray to a god or a, uh, a deity or something like that. Um, if, if you do want to say I, I pray to a god or whatever it is, I call it the universe. Um, I feel like the universe is always dictating what's, hap- um, uh, what's happening here uh, in our lives. And... Um, with that, I also believe in karma, uh, good karma versus bad karma. Um, you know, you do good things, good things will happen to you. You do bad things, bad things will happen to you. Um, and uh, that's that's just how I try to live my life. Um, like, you know, no one is perfect, obviously. But I, I believe if you do stand for something in your life, um, then that 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 is, that's on your way that's a step in the right direction um and that's uh that's pretty much it i believe <laughs> so okay because i don't want people to come at you crazy and i don't want people to kind of get you like misunderstood because i'm a person who does believe in a god um i'm a christian by faith um and i have a personal relationship with god that i obviously exercise and i ain't the most religious guy um i can agree with you on that testament because I have my own qualms with religion per se, 
I'm a very strong believer in God that God does God the way I live my life. And he is obviously the one that knows everything that I'm going to either do and succeed at and fail at. Um, but for you, obviously, you have a different, you know, um, set of beliefs. Um, but I do recall, you know, just through my history of knowing you, you did grow up in a, in a God-fearing household, correct? I did. Yeah, uh, my grandmother was really involved with the church. My grandmother and my grandfather, actually, uh, till this day, they're still really involved with the church. Um, my father... Is that, is that a dog in the back? I'm sorry, man. Is it? Is that a dog working? Yeah. Damn, who got Sparky gun turned up like that? Yeah, I don't know, but I let Coco... Oh, talking. my God. It, it's probably like a little ass rat dog, too. I hate them. Yeah, it's one of those. It's one of those. I have nowhere else to go right now. So. Oh my God! Come on, yep, chill out, bro. Yeah, come on, Coco. Chill. I'm gonna try to edit that nigga in the bed. Oh my God, Coco, turn up, man. So I'm gonna get Coco some pebbles, man. What's wrong with him? All right, I think we should be cool. Go ahead, brother. I'm sorry. Okay. Um. So where where were we? At? Try to you were you was describing uh how you grew up in your grandmother's okay. household and yeah. she was very so, um yeah, my grandmother's my grandmother and my grandfather but you know, they were really uh they're religious, they were really involved in church and my my father actually just got really religious. Um uh he actually went through an accident um where and I was in, I was up in Ohio in school at the time. And uh, he was in Miami driving, and he got T-boned. And the way he described it to me is that he should have died. But uh, he said, by the grace of God, he's just, you know, he survived. And um, ever since then, he's he's been, he's been, you know, reading the Bible every day and all this and all that. Um, but I have, I have no problem with that, you know. that's a, I feel like that, that's a positive mindset to have, like, if you if you're really gonna be about that religious life and you know Christian and all that, like you should really be into it fully though. I, I don't feel like you should be like you know a halfway Christian, you know. Um, and then I, I also have like a lot of problems with like with the church, you know, like the church itself, like as an establishment, you know, um, with how a lot of things with how they deal with money and stuff like that and you know, taxes and things like that. I just don't, I just don't like church, you know? And then people say it's the house of God too. I don't like that too. I feel like if God, the universe is everywhere, you know, like it's not that Correct. you don't, I don't feel you have to go to church to, you know, praise God, you know, I feel like you can do that. And you can do that, you know, at, in your, in your room, at, at home, wherever, wherever you're at, you know? No, I definitely agree with you on that. And, um, I can definitely agree with you as well on the old, the whole business of church um, being the fact that God and religion and things of that nature is a business that um, obviously with any business is focused on money. It's not focused on God or morals at times. Um, and, I, and I can see how that is definitely troubling and it can definitely, you know, deter somebody from falling all the way completely into religion. I mean, for me, my qualms with religion lie in a bit of that as well as just a, a bit of like, it, the really just kind of like the combination of the business and the politics of religion, you know, because it's like when you look at the three main religions, I mean, there's a lot of shared stories, whether you look at the Bible or you look at the Torah, or you look at the Quran, and then a lot of the shared, you know, 
beliefs in certain deities and things like that and then you just have certain discrepancies like to me if you look at the history of religion too you see a lot of these religious wars spewed off a lot of disputes that couldn't be settled upon the rule of power and the distribution of power and like to me it's not about really the distribution of power amongst man because when you're talking with god god has all power he's absolute power so i feel like when we as humans start to dictate how these things should be done and how we should obviously get this word of god uh, you know, we're, we're flawed. So we obviously create things that are flawed and being that we create religion is flawed as well. Yeah, so that's kind of like what my qualms lie. It's a flawed Exactly. System. You know, but at the end of the day, I mean, just for me personally, and I'm not, I don't want to spend too much time being preachy in this segment. I just say for me personally, I, you know, it's interesting. And the reason why I wanted to kind of start off with you is because I knew that you have these different beliefs that are very different from a lot of us in the podcast. I mean, excuse me, in the group chat um, from which the podcast obviously created, but maybe also too, you know, some different views and some of our listeners and our supporters. But I wanted to kind of paint that narrative because though you believe in something different, we have shared morals and shared kind of concepts that we all can agree upon. And that can kind of dictate how we move through this thing called life. Um, and like kind of like how we normally do these things on these podcasts, we do talk about current events. So I want to kind of like get your opinion on like, you know, recent events. We're looking at like the Brett Kavanaugh situation, the Bill Cosby situation, two men who have obviously been, um, excuse me, convicted and are on trial for, um, you know, sexual assault or rape or whatever the case may be. Exactly. Um, I want to see kind of like how you think of these men, um, one being Bill Cosby, who. If you do look at him in the black community, he was a staple at one point. But obviously, since how he lived in his personal life seems to be very different than how we obviously perceived him behind a TV screen. Um, so it, it well, definitely you, is you, affected what, kind of like, so go ahead. What, you, what you're saying that so you believe he did it? Do I believe he committed any of these rapes or sexual assaults? Yes. <clears throat> well, if we're talking specifically about Bill Cosby, listen, man. At first, it was something that obviously you don't want to believe, but when you got so many women coming out, it's hard to say they all lying, right. first of all. Yeah. And I'm a true believer in numbers don't lie, <laughs> men and women do. So, yeah, <laughs> maybe there is some women that fabricating and bullshit and just jump on the bad wagon. Same thing happened with my nigga Tiger when a lot of women was just saying he was on that bullshit with him, too. Not to say he was on some rape shit, not definitely accusing him of that, but just kind of like when he was going through his uh, infidelity issues. But anyway, to bring it back to focus here with uh, my nigga Bill, I can't say all of them are lying. Uh, I definitely believe Bill probably has some some sins that he's definitely, uh, you know, right. guilty of. So- and um, I, I, said, I, I, I hate okay. to call him a rapist because of my, his image in my, in his image of him in my head. But, you know, listen, he was convicted and if he's a rapist or he's at least guilty of some of those acts, then he's a man that obviously we can no longer look at as perfect or without flaw. But his image and the things he stood for and the things that he created as staples like the Cosby show and things of that nature, I do respect. I mean, the Cosby show, the character wasn't a person that obviously committed these sins. It's just a character at the end of the day, but the character was someone that was positive. Right. And I, I actually had a question because I wanted to, you know, make sure we're on the same page. Not really the same page, but I wanted to have an understanding kind of how you felt about the whole situation before we got into it. Um, um, so I do believe, I don't think every, everything about the whole situation is true, but I feel like there is some truth to the situation. 
because, right. um, like you said, numbers don't lie. There's just way too many um, women coming out, um, you know, and accusing him of this of this act. Um, so numbers don't lie. But at the same time, um, I'm I'm we could play the devil's advocate here. Well, I'll play the devil's advocate and I'll say, um, what if? Because we all know Bill Cosby, Bill Cosby was on his way to buy NBC. He was trying to purchase NBC. That's what he was doing. Um, you can look that up, research that. We, we're big on research in the in the podcast. So, <laughs> so um, with that being said, let's. Uh, like I said, there could be some truth to this. Oh, you don't have to tell that shit to relax, bro. Tell Siri call you back. So there could be some truth to this. And then as that truth did come up to to stop um, Bill Cosby from purchasing NBC, to tarnish his reputation so that purchasing NBC wouldn't be an option for him, more women come out and come out and come out. I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm saying that could have happened. It is an Mm -hmm. option. Personally, I do believe he did, you know, he did commit some of those rapes and he should right. be where he is at the, uh, at this moment. It's sad because, um, uh, the, he, he was a father figure to a lot of people, um, on that show. Yeah. And at this point, um, I feel like that character, that father figure character has been tarnished. Like, um, that character is no more, it's not, oh, yeah, that's, it's not, that's it's not who tarnished. it is. That's yeah. big turns. That's finished completely. Um, it's, it's well, really I, I won't say completely. I won't say completely because I don't know if they pulled the show completely from reruns, but you know. But I mean, the I, character I, I know as a as a as a character, it's not it is not to represent what it was. You know, I, I what, what it once was. Yeah, and and that and that tinfoil theory of kind of like you know, um, uh, Bill Cosby by NBC, then all of this shit comes out coincidentally to kind of tarnish his reputation and to kind of like you know halt that whole kind of progress and process. I, like you said, it's a it's, it's a, a devil's advocate conspiracy ten four theory type of thing. So we can't fully say obviously because we don't know that for fact and we ain't got the proof. Um, but I can say just based on what we do know objectively that um these women came forth and um I I can't say all of these women is liars. And I can't say all these women is fully telling the truth either, but I got to say that there's women in there that were definitely harmed. Um, but how they treated him, Bill Cosby, that is, in comparison to someone who's going through a similar situation currently right now, uh, Brett Kavanaugh. Mm-hmm. Um, Brett Kavanaugh is a, um, <clears throat> a Republican political figure. Um, and similar to like Bill Cosby, his role and his position in his life is to serve as a you know a role model in him being a political figure. He's someone who serves the people, um, and being that some things in his past ain't obviously so respectable, and they've been now highlighted and brought to the forefront. He's now facing the same situation, but it seems to be the treatment of Brett Kavanaugh is slightly different than maybe the treatment of say Bill Cosby and other people of uh you know melanated skin. In that same situation, different. So I kind of want to hear your take on like how how you feel, like because well, when I say when you say different, how so? Um, different, kind of like maybe so like the treatment of it, right? Um, granted that the situation that they are pulling from is from his past. Well, 
you know, a lot of situations that happened for Bill, obviously, from his past. And we're not going to get into, the, obviously, the technicalities being that there's so many different situations and all that. We completely understand, and we're very sensitive to that subject, so we want to take our time with discussing this and make sure we do it properly. But in the simple fact that he's a he, Brett Kavanaugh, is guilty of something in his past that has to deal with sexual assault mm. and, you know, raping of a woman. Um, and Bill Cosby's on trial, or, excuse me, is now going to prison for said same thing in his past. It just seems like the media is dictating these stories and creating the way these stories are obviously told to the to the masses in a different light. Mm -hmm. um, and I kind of just curious to see how you want to, you know, obviously how you look at it and how you view it. Because, <clears throat> you know, for those who don't know, Brett Kavanaugh is a white guy, um, a white political figure, like I said. And Bill Cosby is obviously, you know, a black man. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, he's in the entertainment business. He's been very successful as dad and a comedian. Right. <clears throat> So, first of all, obviously, it doesn't matter who you are, comedian, politician. If you're doing, if you do something like that, whether it be in your past, uh, um, or you do it now, or you plan to do it in the future, no matter what it is, you are gonna, you should face, definitely face the consequences for that action, hundred percent. No matter who you are, and your status doesn't matter. And it's crazy that we have um, a president who is caught on tape. Saying that he's out here grabbing pussies and whatnot, you know. Hey, that's he's a foul the, he's motherfucker. The president, you know? That's like <laughs> he a foul yeah. motherfucker for that. And that yeah. motherfucker had a uh, had some charges on him too. Some couple cases he was dodging about some sexual assaults, but we ain't gonna talk about it because yeah. niggas said that's their president. <laughs> so, and that nigga sent out an amber alert today, so he watching. Yeah, man. So back to um the uh, Kavanaugh situation. Mm -hmm. I feel like. He definitely, after watching, uh, I, I think I see, um, I believe, I guess it was a testimony or something. Like he was just on CNN or whatever. But um, he was, I guess, telling his side of the story and whatnot about uh, the evidence and I guess all that. The dude was up there. He was so nervous, man. So nervous, so scared, so tense. He was up there lying, blatantly lying mm -hmm. about all of his accounts, about um, being in high school, being... Uh, how he drank beer and how he how he overdrank. Most say he loved beer. Yeah, you know. So he was out there just lying. So I, I'm pretty sure he did it. He definitely did. Well, what he's accused of, Fact. he might not remember it, but yeah, I'm pretty sure he definitely did that. Exactly. Um, so what? So what do you think of the treatment, though? Right? Because you see how they, like you said, and kind of like how you alluded to and too, and you're like kind of like the the devil's advocate theory of how they like were quick to defame Bill Cosby and tear his name down. Um, but some people actually are defending Bill Kavanaugh or excuse me, Brett Kavanaugh in his situation. How do you feel about that? And how do you feel that looks in terms of like this treatment, I guess how you could say media treats, you know, a situation where it's a black person in his shoes and there's a white person in there in the shoes of a situation or vice versa, how, you know, it goes, you know, both ways here. Um, and then obviously too, looking at the um, excuse me, the judicial system and this treatment of you know black people and this treatment of white people in same situations or similar situations. <clears throat> okay, well, if you want to go there, then if it were um, Bill Cosby and Brett Kavanaugh's shoes, that it would be done with already, over with. He would have, they would have already said no vote. 
he wouldn't be sitting there trying to get uh, votes or defending himself anymore. They would have been straight up, you're a black dude, you're accused of this, it's not going down. You're not going to sit on the Supreme Court. It's not happening. And and that, that's just, that's the fact of it. If he's black, it's not happening. Any type of um, darker type of skin, it's not happening. Um, But I don't know, I don't think if uh, it were Brett Kavanaugh in you know, um, Bill Cosby's shoes that he would get away with it either. Because when it, at that point, once I think, I feel like once it becomes, you know, you're talking about rape, uh, raping women or, uh, being a pedophile, anything of that nature, race, uh, kind of, is kind of thrown out the window. It doesn't matter black or white, um, at that point. Um, um, but then, you know, it, it, it depends on where you're getting your news from and whatnot, but the media will is going to skew however they want to. I mean, yeah, they definitely will do that, and, and the media is good for that. And I mean, one thing that I find so uniquely funny um, about your man Trump out there, man, that motherfucker, I don't always look at him as the, the smartest motherfucker, because uh, anyway, <laughs> he sent the Amber Alert out, so I'm watching my mouth now. But um, the motherfucker has definitely managed to flip the public's opinion on all media, because it used to be before, you know, a lot of people were fed media through their particular outlets that they trusted that probably, you know, spewed a lot of information that aligned with whatever views they follow. Mm-hmm. But now everyone seems to always use the same line as this fake news because no one knows whether you're getting your news from ABC, NBC, CNN, Fox, whatever the case may be. They don't know whether to believe it or not because they always say, well, you know, it could <clears> just be bullshit. So I got to give it to the motherfucker because he's been managed to spin that story and say that enough to where now it works no matter who side or whatever color you rap or whatever your beliefs align with now that you always question anything you hear as if it's fact or not mm-hmm. so that works in his favor for a motherfucker like that who doesn't really always have the common sense to tell whatever the fuck he's talking about in the day or whatever he's tweeting about in the most sense of like you know factual truth and really provide evidence to say what he wants and almost get away with it at face value so but at the same time it's very dangerous as we obviously understand but you know, I kind of just wanted to touch, you know, like I said, on these early topics, kind of to give people more real of an quick, insight. Real quick, bro. Go real ahead. Quick. Go ahead. My bad. To, com- to comment on that, uh, that Trump thing. Um, I think it's a, it's, it's, it's not so much of a bad thing, you know, that, uh, that, um, we, that he makes us that at this point that his, him being the president makes us question things more, makes us question everything the media is saying more. Oh, you know me. I'm I'm the one in the group chat that's always gonna ask why. I'm like a little kid with it. You tell me something, I want to know why. I want to know where you got your sources from. I want to know, you know, everything about it. That's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like we all need to be more that way instead of just accepting what's thrown in our face. Ask why about everything, you know, instead of just accepting whatever it is. No, that's a fact, and I can agree with that um, point. You know, it's very true and that's strong. Um, we definitely need to question why. And, you know, I feel like if anything, motherfuckers got to start reading headlines. I feel like we live in a society where people are so driven by headlines that motherfuckers don't even read the article. Because, like, if you got a nice little clever headline that says, you know, 
motherfuckers can grow two dicks. Pause. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Niggas gonna go in there, but they ain't gonna read the article and realize that they was talking about two niggas named Richard who was conjoined twins at birth. So, like, you just threw that up there at the title. You know what I'm saying? You got Kaysen dropping that shit in the motherfucking group chat because he liked that weirdo shit. Oh, yeah. Kaysen's one of them. He, he He's always looking for the weird shit online and throwing it in the group chat constantly. Yeah, man. And if y'all know Kaysen, please reach out to that man and check on him because I'm worried. That motherfucker is weird. Yeah, bro. He's... He, nigga look like good. Wyclef I, John. I, I, I lived with him, bro. That man... <laughs> there, bro. He fell, bro. You know what so You remember how we had lifting in the mornings and whatnot for football? Of course. Bro, this man on the way out to lifting <laughs> fell down the stairs when they were talking about tumbled down the stairs and <laughs> broke a beam. Yo, they told me about that story. <laughs> so Casey, like, oh, apparently wow. in the house they lived in all uh, together, we have more than less for people who don't understand what's going on because motherfuckers be complaining about inside jokes, so shut the fuck up. Yeah, I'm going to explain it. They had a house. They all lived together, and more than less was, like, about five morning five in the morning of some bullshit casein looked like wycliffe john so just picture wycliffe john tumbling down some steps yeah and that's casein for you and he probably got up and did like a rump <laughs> shake or something because he's a type of weirdo nigga that like to oh, twerk yeah. and he did he had a little rump shaker and ran out the door like it did yeah like that's how i like casein man <laughs> <laughs> speaking of uh things that casein would bring up though you know quick reading reading headlines so um i'm reading i got this app a nice app okay. called uh, Flipboard where, you know, you can, like, pull it up, pick your interests, and start flipping through, and it'll give you news based on your interests or whatever. So, um, I'm looking through it, and it says, Should Nice Son Claims Tupac Is Alive, right? Yo, I'm tired of these Tupac Is Alive fucking headlines. I'm really yeah, you know, <laughs> like, Tupac has been, a, he's been coming back to life forever, I feel like. No, but, that's a fact. <laughs> But, um, so I'm reading it and it's talking about he has, uh, Tupac has new music coming out. Mm. Have you heard about that? No, I didn't. Oh, actually, no, no, no. Someone dropped the article about that in the chat that Tupac has like a whole body of work or some shit that's unreleased music and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. I didn't read it because, I mean, I just didn't have the time. Right. Yeah. I mean, sometimes that's how it is. So wait, so is Tupac really got new music coming out? Because I know he in um, Cuba kicking it right now. I'm not sure. The article isn't really that clear about it. Man, that shit bullshit. I ain't got the time. Someone from motherfucking that got dropped off motherfucking complex probably wrote that. I ain't got the patience. I, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't doubt it though. You see, X Triple uh, X has um, videos and music still coming out after he's been dead. Yeah, but you gotta understand, he's a younger artist and a new artist, and he didn't have much music out to begin with. So if the motherfucker only had about shit two bodies of work really released, that's probably about let's say max thirty songs, and he probably recorded maybe like a couple hundred more, or maybe a hundred plus more, and then probably has a lot of unreleased music videos. Yeah, it makes sense that a lot of shit gonna come after he passed away. He passed away very early in his career. You know what I'm saying? R. P. X. R. P. Magmilla. You know, but. I, At I the same like time, uh, Tupac been gone for like damn near twenty plus years, bro. Yeah. How much more music he got that y'all niggas ain't released? You know what I'm saying? That's true, but I, I, I in my opinion, I feel like um the way X's music, his videos and things that are coming out at this point, I feel like it just gets kind of planned this way. Like these things weren't supposed to come out until his death, you know. What are you trying to say? You said he in Cuba too? That he what? 
You trying to say he ain't Cuba too? Oh no, no, he not in Cuba. I feel like X is dead. But um, going back to talking about spirituality and things of universe nature or whatnot, um, I believe X kind of spoke his you know death into existence like Tupac mm. did, you know, and Biggie too in their, in their music. Mm. Um, he has uh, I can't remember any specific lines right now. But um, he has interviews and whatnot where he's talking about death and talking about um, what he's what happens if he would die today or if he would die tomorrow, uh, things like that, you know. Um, <clears throat> and I find it, it's I find that is that's been like a trend lately uh, with rappers and what younger rappers anyway, and also with comedians too. Like I've been watching like a couple uh, Netflix um, comedy specials and whatnot. And a lot of the comedians, a lot of them just talking about death. The whole the whole um, set is just death, death, death. Yeah, because as humans, we born to die. So I feel like that's a topic that is always going to be discussed. I mean, you already said it. Tupac and Biggie were very, um, they were proponents of that because they talked about that heavily in their music. Now, at that time, it was different reasons why I think being not afraid of death was necessary for them. Because like East Coast, West Coast beef and that shit was real. Um, it was very different than what it is now. With niggas like my nigga six nine out here trolling everybody as soon as he wake up in the morning. Now, you know, for X particularly, you know, he probably did speak about death. I never listened to his music like you know extensively. I mean, the songs he did, I did hear. Um, I have to say, the kid could make music, and I definitely um, probably would have probably came over a fan if time gone on. Um, but since he's passed away, I mean, I've listened to his music a few more times just to kind of get more of an ear for him and have more understanding. Cause like he had a strong and very, almost like a cult following that he was like really creating. So like, I got to respect the way he hustled and respect his music creation. I obviously didn't always agree with like this new wave of how they do shit via social media. And like a lot of these niggas just be doing some nut ass shit sometimes that I can't get behind, but it's, I feel music, that though. bro, but it's, it's marketing, bro. It's, it's just a different wave of marketing. You feel me? No, no, trust me. I get the whole wave of marketing, man. Cause <clears> like, you know, being as someone who has to market for businesses and, you obviously understand that there's a different way to utilize the tools we have now, be it social media and or like Snapchat, Instagram, and shit like that. I get that, but at the same time, you have to you have to remember, right? Uh, what is going to be sustainable for your longevity as opposed to what's going to be hot for right now? Mm-hmm. Like six nine, yeah. Like I said, motherfucker be trolling everybody and. But you got to understand, too, that shit's not sustainable. As you can see, he's moved away from the heavy gangster gangster trolling to more of just like just saying dumb, funny, corny shit just to get niggas ruffled a little bit and then be the jokester behind it. Because he can't do shows in the U.S. for a reason, because niggas looking at him as a liability. And if you're an investment or excuse me, and if you're a business and you're going to invest into someone, be it like, you know, an artist in this situation, you got to make sure you get your money back. So I can't take a chance on 6 9 because he's a liability at every fucking city because he caused beef with every rapper in that city. Therefore, like, he can't perform in these cities and get this bag. There's a bag in L.A. that he could go collect for real, for real, but he caused a lot of issues. But then he since had to retract because he was beefing with some niggas that really got some smoke for his ass. 
There's a reason why he ain't performed in motherfucking New York yet, because he was causing a lot of issue with niggas that got some smoke for his ass. That's why he had to go calm down, and him and Casanova had to get right. That's why fucking 50 Cent wrapped his arm around him. You think 50 wrapped his arm around that nigga because he don't got no money tied up in that nigga? Come on, Slime. This is a business. So, like, yes, you can do that shit to get on. as It works for these niggas, but, like, we talking about sustainability and longevity, boy. You trying to make a long dollar or a quick dollar. That's all it's really about. And I just feel like it's a, and, it, and then it sucks too, because when you got niggas that come out behind them and do the same gimmicks, it's like real cornball. I don't like it. Like I seen some nigga named Kid Boo or Boo or some bullshit oh, yeah. talking yeah. about he a drone, uh, a droid or some shit. I don't know. Some cornball ass nigga with pink dreads like the rest of them. Yeah. I really I do feel like fuck. a lot of them. Yeah, you you kind of sound like Joe Budden right now. Not gonna lie. No, nah, I don't sound like no Joe Budden. <laughs> I'm definitely not no Joe Budden because I've fucking I rocked my. Again. Listen, Migos is definitely not coming for me because I fuck with the Migos heavy. Joe Budden got a bald head. I got waves. Yeah. And then the <laughs> academics is a whole nut. He built like a Pillsbury Doughboy. Academics time, is a nut, bro. I just be watching him on Instagram. Like, bro, he's a whole, like, bum. I don't, I don't like him, bro. You don't but like I don't, him, but, you know, I, I feel like... <laughs> I feel like niggas like him, even though we may not like him, because I feel like he a cornball, but I, I respect him, and he is necessary for the culture for what he does, right? Until, obviously, there's a new person who can do what he does, or can What do does he do that's so special? Well, this is the thing, right? People always say, like, he's a nut, he's a nut, but he definitely got on for something, right? So I feel like what he does that's maybe not special, but it's very unique to him. He was the guy who was basically, like, you know, the broker for like these new SoundCloud rappers. Mm-hmm. Um, and he created a following cause he was like the guy who was covering all the news that was surrounding him when nobody else was. Cause a lot of the OGs in like the same platform and same lane as lane as him were looking at these little niggas like, man, these niggas is young and some cornballs and this shit is whack and I don't get it. And he didn't think that way. He understood it. He immersed himself in the culture. And he got an understanding of it. And he fucked with the music, which was smart. So he was the motherfucker who was able to break these motherfuckers via a platform. And to get behind them and, like, dissect the music for people who listen to that music. Because there's obviously a sound. I mean, excuse me. There's obviously a crowd for them niggas. Because these niggas was making, you know, millions of streams on YouTube and motherfucking SoundCloud. And you can't knock the numbers. The numbers don't lie, like I said, right? So there was an avenue for someone to get on top of that and kind of, you know, create the narrative and the storyline for each one of these rappers and break news about these niggas when people who were considering themselves too far from removed from that generation to do so. And he filled that lane and he was the first to do it. So I feel like that's why he's successful, because he was the premier nigga to do it. Now, he may not be the best nigga to do it, but he was the first nigga. And when you're the first nigga to do something. And you obviously create enough of a platform for yourself. You're going to get recognized, which he has. You're respecting him. Yeah. Still bummed, no, he's still a nut, but hey, <laughs> he figured it out for himself. So I got to respect that black man hustle at the end of the day. Surely. But um, I guess, too, just staying in the same vein as uh, music. What are you listening to currently right now, man? What you what you what your, what your iPod shuffle on? I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. So let me tell you what, like, you listen to that I, motherfucker, I little pump, ain't you? <laughs> no, 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 no pump, no pump. Jesus. I don't listen to pump. But listen, so remember right back when that Trippy Red dropped? Listen, I listened to and, the Trippy Red though. Yeah. Uh, okay. It was 
Go, well, go ahead. I'll give you, you right, give so, your rhetoric. On all right. So, look, this is from this is my memory of that trip you read from when, when we talked about it in the group chat. It dropped, and instantly, Brady was like, hey, yo, that trip you read, trash, man. And then everybody agreed with him. Like y'all gave him maybe like maybe one list. Y'all probably he probably doesn't tell like. Don't say one. y'all because I ain't say. Okay, I ain't yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say like maybe him. No shade to Brady, nothing like that. But still, uh, with music, but you gotta give it a couple of listens to really get into it. It's been I don't know how long since since the album's been out, and I'm just now like really seeing like the songs on there are vibing, bro. And he's really like putting emotion into the songs. You know, you don't really know what what anyone's really going through personally and all that but like until i feel like through his art that's what he's trying to do at least you know you don't know what he's going through on the inside based on what he's showing on instagram and all that but with that with his art and through his music he's showing like his true emotions i feel like and listen i gotta say this though cuz be doing that crying singing shit a little too much (laughs) that shit is gets on my nerves like and granted all these niggas get that shit from wayne yeah. And Wayne, he was the first nigga to do the emotional shit and rap about it, sing with the tune, auto tune. And listen, I love Wayne. I'm a Wayne head. Um, we'll get into the C5 in a second. But the singing, crying shit that Trippy Red does is a little OD for me. But I like when he rapped, though. Um, Cuz can rap for real. And um, the one song that he had that was actually talking about Wayne and kind of like, um, I forget the name of that bullshit, whatever it was called. That shit was hard. He had a couple more little joints like that. He was rapping, rapping, and I fuck with it. So I gotta give him that, but that singing crying shit, that shit get a little too much for me sometimes. And he be trying to hit notes that he just be missing like a motherfucker. So I mean, overall, I'll say the album was okay. Um, that was my actually first time listening to Trippy Red. Um, but yeah, it wasn't spectacular. Um, definitely doesn't have my pick for like, you know, top album of the year for twenty eighteen. But listen, I got I like different music and I like a variety of niggas that, you know, actually be speaking some shit. But since I did mention earlier, I got to get into that C5. I don't know if you fuck with the C5 or you really got into it like that. But, boy, I'm excited to see uh, Wayne drop a solid body of music, man. It's been a minute since I heard a solid body of music from Wayne, man, since about C4. So, so I'm excited. Have you, have you heard it already? C5? Yeah. Yeah, my nigga, I'm like on my like sixth time through the bitch. I've been listening uh-huh. to that bitch like all weekend. Okay, so I haven't heard it yet because I don't usually listen to music right when it drops. I, I give it like a little bit and I listen to it like afterwards. You know, when everybody's done with it, type. You know. Let the hype die down. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna do that at first, man, but I was just like, man, it's C five, yeah, bro. It was C5, niggas, so niggas been waiting for C five, man. Let me go ahead and dive into this bitch, boy. Talk and then he put the, he put your boy X on it. So on the first on the first joint, you know what I'm yeah, saying? I'm and that, that shit a banger too. I'm not to get into it. Yeah, you're going to have to dive into that motherfucker. C5 is solid. But um, I guess, okay, so you ain't really listening to C5. And you say you've been listening to this trippy red. Who else you been listening to, if anybody else? Let me see. Let me uh pull up this real quick. Let me see if I've been listening to it. Okay, well, while you trying to figure that out, um, I want to ask all my supporters... Or our supporters, excuse me, that out there in motherfucking SoundCloud world or whatever world, however you digest us, Instagram and Snapchat and things of that nature. Let us know who the fuck you think has the best album of 2018. Um, Niggas in the chat have their opinions. Some people say Nicki, which was garbage. (laughs) 
Um, some people say my nigga uh, Dolph had a great album. Um, Not the some album niggas. J Rock had album of the year. Hey, Blue say J Rock. I say Nipsey Hussle. So hey, you guys, J-Rock. motherfuckers out there J-Rock in SoundCloud world, YouTube world, <laughs> Instagram, however you digest this, man. You let us know who y'all fucking with, and uh, you know, we'll pick one person who we fuck with, or just randomly, I guess, that we fuck with their opinion. We'll drop them on, shout them out on the next episode or two. Get y'all niggas out here low enticed and gassed up. But anyway, blue. So who else you been fucking I with? I got you. Though? I got you. So I've listened to I listened to that Dolph. That Dolph. Okay. Was I ain't heard the Dolph. Y'all got to get into it. Oh yeah, you got to listen to that Dolph. But I mean, it's not. I'm telling you right now, it's not like anything crazy. It's like that typical Dolph. If you heard Dolph, like you've heard it before, you know. But mm-hmm. you know, it's still his. Um. Oh, there's this artist, uh, Rio Cragen. You heard of him? Nah, I ain't heard of that name. He's, Wait, Rio Cragen? Nah, Rio I, I heard Cragen. it. I think uh, no. Yeah, he signed to the same uh, label as Trippy Red and Six Nine. Actually, they a mysterious like label or whatever. Um, so they recommend crying. Yeah. No. 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 This is a hey. I recommend Rio Cragen. Uh, he's like send me some of that. He's like on a. Uh, he's like on a. Uh, let me see. A party next door type vibe, but oh, a little okay. bit more. I love P and D. Yeah, so um, two songs I recommend to you right now. Um, on my way, um, by Rio Cragen. I definitely recommend you watch the visual to that song. Very inspiring visual. Um, and then uh, the song Nightcrawler. Mm. Um, I've listened to uh Sauce Walker. Ooh, drip. Uh, I don't fuck with sauce though. Can't get with it. You don't like with Oh my god! You don't like sauce. sauce. I can't fold sauce like that, that's, man. That's he, he, but he came with my nigga Future. First of all, not too long ago, that was cornball as hell, boy. You know what I'm saying? Future don't be taking no bullshit from the niggas. And just oh, some niggas nah. don't understand, boy. I am with the Purple future. Rain Gang. Shout out my nigga Future. You did. Yeah, I hear things. <laughs> I hear Future ain't really a street nigga though. Man, you hear this? None of these niggas is really street niggas. Let's be exactly. honest, okay? None like of these niggas is them. selling all of them bells and was successful drug dealers because they wouldn't have started rapping if they were. So I, I don't take too much stock in hearing he wasn't as hard as he was in the streets. <laughs> none of them niggas was killers and none of them niggas was motherfucking real motherfucking rappers. Okay. I mean, no drug dealers. I don't give a fuck. All I'm right. sorry. Go ahead. Respect. I'm more on the soft rocker game. Man. Heard. But, uh, that's what you know. That's what I'm, I'm listening to right now. You know, I switch it up though. I'm always listening to something different. Okay. I see. I respect it. That's a different opinion. What were we at about? Oh, I shit, need, we got a nice little conversation going. Go ahead. Yeah, I said I need Kodak. I know you all. You seen the the snippet of that Travis Scott and uh, Kodak song that's gonna drop. I ain't seen the snippet, but I heard the Kodak song that he recently dropped, and that shit was slapping, boy. That nigga Kodak, boy. He's solid, man. I fuck with Kodak heavy. He just need to stay his black ass out of jail and get right, and he need to get in the gym. He looking real, real fat. <laughs> he need, he look so, like he didn't even so jog a mile, boy. He's just looking fat. Just he looking fat, boy. I don't, know, I don't know too many niggas that go to prison and get chubby like that. I mean, I yeah. do. I'll take that back. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas definitely eating them motherfucking peanut butter jellies and then the Bologna sandwiches. That's but 
Ah, oh, man. So we about four to five minutes into this damn thing, brother. I don't know if you got anything else you want to touch bases on because I feel like we had a great conversation, man. I hope the people out there enjoy it. And if they don't, they can suck a dick. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> we want oh, y'all motherfuckers to continue to listen. Um, but now nah, I want you to go ahead, man. Take a chance to go ahead and get your uh, shout out your uh, your Instagram, your social media accounts, your business accounts. I know Blue does visuals um, for all you little horse that need to do a little photo shoot. <laughs> so hit my man up uh, in the Miami, Florida area, definitely. If you need a photo shoot or you need someone to do a video shoot for you, I thought you was gonna Blue got the visuals. Oh, well, I'm going to let you do it, man. I'm just trying to get you to roll out. Said, I know niggas be tired of hearing me talk. Shout out your business up, and you started doing I'm like, okay, let me sit back and let I'm trying to hype you up, man. Got it. My business for me. Like, Go ahead. Talk greasy, boy. Talk greasy. Okay. So, as Darren was saying, for the, um, those of y'all that don't know, um, I do visuals, uh, all type of videography, photography, uh, whatever you need, um, music videos. Um, travel videos, vlogs, whatever you need to be edited. You can send me footage. I'll edit. I'll edit that for you from Miami. Send it back to you. Um, I'm working uh, with all budgets. You know, we can work. We can talk about what you have, what your project is, and you know, we can do that. Uh, you can email me at zachdeer z a c h d e e r r one zero at gmail dot com. Uh, my Instagram is underscore shot by blue. Blue is spelled B L E U. You can check out some of my work on there. Um, just contact me, and you know we can work, man. I'm working. I'm always ready to work. Always, always happy to work. Yeah, man. Go ahead, say your Instagram again, because you know people be slow as hell now. Oh yeah, you're attention. right. You're right. My Instagram again is underscore shot by blue underscore. S H O T B Y L L B Y B L E U underscore yeah. shot by blue. There it is. Underscore shot by blue. Shout out that boy blue man and get hip to him if you need some visuals, man. He really out here working, working. I'm really proud of my young nigga, man. He doing a big thing out there in Miami, Florida. Y'all know me, boy. It's your boy A Diddy. You sure? So y'all go fuck with the kid at Durham D U R U M underscore underscore. Y'all already know about CDJ Apparel. Go get fit in the best position to succeed. That's again CDJ Apparel, man. And Blue Man is being a blessing talking to you, my brother. Hope you're week or the remainder of your week goes well tell coco to chill the fuck out and uh you have a beautiful night my guy no hold on bro i need y'all to re-up on them camo thrasher hats so i could do review already i need i need that hat okay oh yeah we got oh you talking about the oh damn i thought i had mine nearby um anyway yeah we got the camos coming back man oh yeah real quick too if anybody in boston check this out too we have our pop-up shop coming our second pop-up shop is a big blessing man and we really hustling out here man Second pop-up shop coming October 20th at Society on High. Those in Boston know what Society on High is. It's the biggest nightclub out here, man. We blessed to be able to do business consistently with them. So that's all I got to say, man. Blue, my brother, we going to re-up on them thrasher craps. Uh, caps, Jesus can't speak. Craps. And, um, <laughs> man, you have a beautiful night, dog. Appreciate you talking. It's t- taking your time out to have a conversation with me. You too, brother. Always a pleasure, and I look forward to the next one. Yes, sir. And follow us at Undisciplined TN. That is U N D I S C I P L I N E N D T N. Undisciplined the Network. This is Undisciplined the Podcast, Episode 4. God bless.